Do you wish that all things wealth and finance were much easier to understand and not presented by a bunch of beige cardigan-wearing geeks? Welcome to the Clever Investor Podcast, where we're dishing up the easiest-to-understand finance program served in bite-sized chunks, so your brain will thank you as your knowledge grows. Hosted by the brilliant Owen Taylor, a multiple award-winning expert with a glorious knack for explaining the complex world of wealth in the simplest of ways. Hey, Clever Investors, and welcome to another show. Today... I'm going to ask the question, are we really facing a rental crisis or do we just have a lot of headline grabbing going on? Recently, the Australian Greens Party released a statement calling for private rents to be frozen for the next 24 months and it got shot down and pulled apart pretty quickly and easily by quite a few people, one of them being the Prime Minister, Albo. The Greens Member for Parliament, Max Chandler-Mathis, said, and I'm quoting here, just as the government coordinated a national response to the COVID-19 health crisis, the federal government should intervene and coordinate an emergency nationwide response to the housing crisis that includes rent freeze. Now, he went on a bit in his statement, but he used some media-loving terms such as legislated protections and evictions and skyrocketing rents. And let us not forget the media love to have punchy headlines. They want to grab your attention. They want headlines that are quick to highlight greed and opportunistic investors pleasuring themselves by putting extreme financial pressure on their renters. That's not actually the case. The Greens stated that Australia is experiencing a rental and cost of living crisis and the government needs to act now. Going on to say, too many Australians are one rent increase away from eviction or homelessness. Big bold statement there. Their idea of a two-year rent freeze would supposedly give the people the security they need to get started and carry on with their lives. With more people renting long-term, we desperately need... uh, And they go on and on and basically sort of repeat pretty much the same thing. Now, one of the points that he does make is, since mid-2020, rents have been spiking, growing many times faster than wages. Freezing rents will give wages and incomes time to catch up. The Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, said that he had not seen any proposals come to him and nor had the Greens actually raised the potential of any rental freeze with the government at all. Uh, He said, it's not clear to me, short of nationalising property, how this could be achieved. The Prime Minister also then indicated, what we do is support real action that has real process. The Real Estate Institute of Australia's president, uh, Hayden Groves, um, said that he has considered the plan uh, well-intentioned, but... It will do nothing for Australia's long-term housing supply crunch. And that's the key here. It's the supply. 
The REA also went on to say that uh, really the Greens had uh, lacks a fundamental understanding of uh, of the property market. At the same time, rent has increased in areas where there's a chronic shortage of supply. And unless this is addressed, the situation will worsen. What we're actually experiencing now is what we would refer to as a rental swing. In every city around the nation, rents have swung back up either to where they were pre-pandemic or in some cases just slightly above. Now, why has this happened, I hear you ask? Putting it quite simply, demand outweighs supply. The apartment supply pipeline actually started to decline well before COVID-19 showed up on our doorsteps. Now, we couple this with the slowdown in international and domestic investors. It's also made it impossible for the high majority of residential developers to secure their required amount of pre-sales of property. And this doesn't matter whether it's house and land, apartments or even townhouses. If they can't get the pre-sales, then they can't get their finance. And if they can't get their finance, then no construction is going to happen. Now, mixed into this as well, we've got these looming residential tenancy reforms, which the legislation has now gone through into Victoria and New South Wales. Now, this has spooked some long-term investors into getting into the investment property market, and some of them have also pulled the pin and, and started to sell the stock that they've got. COVID-19 was a big interruption to lots of things and the vacancy rate was one of them. The supply of rental properties grew on the back of lockdowns. We had job losses and also mixed into this as well. Remember, we had a complete lack of international students and workers coming to the country. All that took a massive toll on the two biggest markets in the nation, Sydney and Melbourne, and their vacancy rates started to grow. Both key city rental vacancies peaking at pretty much all-time highs during the heat of the pandemic. Now, there was a point where there was over 57,000 dwellings that sat vacant in one month during the pandemic. That's 57,000. At that point, investors had little but no choice but either to drop the rent on their properties, sometimes by hundreds of dollars to match the market conditions, which is something that we always have to do as investors. We listen to our managing agents and we match what the market is demanding or requiring at that time. Sometimes they had to drop the rent down just to keep their existing tenants or to entice new ones. So this is one of the things that the current stock of media headlines is missing out on. They're quick to highlight the easy headlines with countless stories of greedy landlords putting up extreme financial pressure on tenants by increasing rents by 20 to 34%. Don't forget they heavily reduced rents during COVID. The best way for me to explain that is with a story about a friend of mine. Now, she has an investment property in Melbourne, in North Fitzroy to be exact. It's a two-bedroom, two-bathroom apartment, great property. Now, up until Uncle Covert came along and stayed for far too long, the rent that she had on that property was $550 a week. Now, during the pandemic, 
she needed to reduce her rent and it went down to $450 a week and that allowed her to keep her tenant. Now, as of a couple of weeks ago, the rent has now been corrected and the rent is now actually $560 a week. So the swing back for her as the investor was 24%. However, when we look at the big picture here, the rent increase has only actually gone up by 2%. We need to take a step back and look at the bigger picture here. Recent legislation changes, and particularly in Victoria and New South Wales, they've already gone through, have seen new rules around rental increases. These guidelines are around how often you can increase the rent and how much notice you have to give your tenants. I'll put these figures uh, in the socials here, but in Victoria, you can only increase the rent once every 12 months and you have to give the tenants a 60-day notice period. In New South Wales, once every 12 months, same as Victoria, you've got to give them 60 days notice before you're increasing the rent. In Queensland, it's once every six months, and you've got to give them two months notice. South Australia, once every 12 months, 60-day notice. Uh, Unless the tenant has been in the property prior to 2014. Uh, and then um, it's every six months that you can uh, raise the rent. In Western Australia, you can uh, advise you're going to raise the rent up once every six months, but you have to give them 60 days notice. Uh, down in Canberra, in ACT, once every 12 months and eight weeks notice. And in the Northern Territory, you can do it once every six months and it only requires 30 days notice. Now, the flip side of this is if you are a tenant and you're concerned about meeting your rental requirements, talk to the managing agent of the property. Remember that how much is your rent actually going up? Did you have a decrease in your rent during the pandemic period? And now it's actually just coming back up to where the market should be. I hope this has explained a little bit of what's going on. Take a step back, take a bigger picture view. I hope you've enjoyed the show today and I'll see you again next week for another edition of the Clever Investor Podcast. You have been listening to the Clever Investor Podcast, proudly sponsored this week by Blue Wealth Property. Are you ready to start a new investment journey? Get in touch with the industry leaders, Blue Wealth Property. Blue Wealth have a proven track record in using research to identify growth markets. And Blue Wealth have supported thousands of Australians to buy the right property in the right market at the right time. Go to bluewealth.com.au.